The Race to Mars is currently underway in Apple TVs for all mankind. NASA, Helios, and the Soviet Union are engaged in a three-way race to get to the Red Planet, which all started taking place in Episode 4. In what was an episode full of space drama, political intrigue, and a very shocking ending. Let's pull up a beer and talk about it. But first, though... Let us begin. Hello everyone, welcome to Brew Stilled. I'm your host Brandon, and for this edition of Brew Stilled, we're recapping episode 4 from season 3 of For All Mankind from Apple TV, in what was another amazing episode in this season, with a lot of drama, revelations, storyline surprises, and also the very shocking ending that may very well jeopardize the race to Mars. But before I begin my recap, what beer am I pairing for this edition of Brew Stilled, and for episode 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV? Well, that beer is called Chasing Night from Common Roots Brewing Company in South Glen Falls, New York. This beer style is a Shores beer with an ABV of 5.5% with a rotating availability. It's a dark lager brewed into a very dark beer that's as dark as outer space. It has a tasty nose of specialty malts, toffee, chocolate, and dark fruit. And this beer also has a very clean finish with a mild bitterness, but also has a very nice sweetness to it as well. And I do believe it comes from the dark fruit in this beer. It's definitely a beer that's very easy to drink, a very good beer to have all year round, a very good dark lager, with that 5.5 ABV. And for being a dark beer, it definitely isn't too overwhelming, not too bitter. It's actually very good clean beer with a very nice clean mild finish. And tasting it, you definitely taste a toffee and a chocolate. When you see all those flavors come together, the toffee, the chocolate, and dark fruit, it really does create a perfect trio of flavors. And it's also a beer you can have in any kind of meal, and also probably even a good dessert beer at the same time. So I definitely say this beer, when it comes to food pairings and dessert pairings, I would say this beer is actually more universal. And also the can art is amazing as well. It comes in a very nice blue can with stars in the sky, and also a shooting star with the forest in the background. And also with For All Mankind taking place right now in deep space and a journey to Mars, the astronauts from NASA, Helios, and the Soviet Union are right now chasing night and their journey to Mars. Making this dark lager called Chasing Night, the official beer pairing for episode 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. So check out that beer, Chasing Night, a dark lager from Common Roots Brewery in South Glen Falls, New York. I'm now going to recap episode 4 from season 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. So if you've not seen For All Mankind yet, or have an interest in watching the show, do not proceed forward because there will be spoilers. Ready? Well here we go. Episode 4 starts off with a race to Mars already in progress, with the Phoenix already in the lead ahead of NASA and the Soviet Union. And it's made known the Phoenix is clearly in the lead with NASA right behind him and also the Soviet Union in dead last. And the Phoenix is right now in the lead, poised to win the prize, which is a cash prize awarded to whoever wins the race to Mars, which is clear that Helios, Phoenix spacecraft, is going to be the winner of this race. Ed is talking to Danielle, who's also the commander for the Mars mission for NASA, and where Danielle gracefully concedes the race to Mars to Helios. But there's a trick up the sleeve of NASA that we don't know about just yet. Ed Baldwin gives an update to Dev down at Mission Control for Helios, and where Dev is announcing that he's going to give all his employees a shared cash prize, which is $20,000 per each employee of Helios for their award for winning the race to Mars against NASA and the Soviet Union, which really does raise an interesting part of Dev, that Dev does show a side to him in this scene, that does appear to raise some suspicion about his motivations and also what he's really up to. But the celebration is short-lived when NASA does announce a trick up their sleeve when they raise what appears to be a sailing flag, an outer space version for their spacecraft, which in the end does give NASA a major advantage in the race to Mars, and where they start playing pirate music, and where they raise a mast, just like what you see in a sailing boat, and the 
sailing mast ends up giving NASA the advantage in the race to Mars, where it propels him forward in the race to Mars by giving him speed that's not found with the Phoenix and also the Soviet spacecraft. And it's soon announced at Helios Mission Control that NASA is going to reach Mars eight days ahead of NASA and the Soviet Union. This doesn't sit well with Dev. Dev is looking for ways to improvise in order to take over NASA's lead by coming up with solutions in order to overtake NASA's lead. But in the end, Bill, who's also the head of Mission Control at Helios, tells Dev that's not mathematically possible. We then see Dev unleash his angry side where he breaks a computer right in the control room where we see another side of Dev we never saw before. He's no longer the calm and collective Dev we saw in the past episodes as now Dev really does show another side to him and that's a side that he's a man willing to go to great lengths in order to win the race to Mars regardless of the consequences. But in the end, NASA holds their lead as it does appear to Helios has no way to overtake their lead, at least for the moment. Ed then reaches out to Danielle, congratulates her. Even though Ed is broken by the news, he's also happy to willing to concede the race to Danielle, his former colleague at NASA. It's then we go to the White House and we see Ellen as President of the United States meeting with the Speaker of the House, who I do believe is in the end Dick Gephardt, which would be one of the historic characters in this series. Ellen is meeting with the Speaker of the House, Dick, to talk about budget proposals in the country as Ellen is facing a crisis against Congress due to budget cuts and the economy, and it's also clear that NASA is not popular with Congress. The Speaker of the House does tell Ellen that Congress wants to see budget cuts made at NASA and help bolster the economy of the United States, and also refers to NASA as an oligarchy led by Margot Madison. So it's also clear that NASA is not in a good place with Congress, and also Margot Madison, their leader, is also not seen very highly favorable in Congress at the same time. Ellen refuses to relent, refuses to compromise, the meeting dead ends, as it's also made known that Ellen is risking a government shutdown if she doesn't reach a compromise with Congress. After the meeting, Ellen and Larry meet about the situation, and where they talk about their days at NASA, and also what it meant to them and how it's different from being in the White House. It's also pretty much clear that Larry is also Ellen's chief of staff along with being her husband, and also first husband in the United States of America. Larry then convinces Ellen to make a trip to NASA headquarters to give a speech at NASA headquarters as he reminds her that she hasn't been there since the election. And even though Ellen doesn't really want to, she seems reluctant, she in the end is convinced by Larry to make the visit to NASA headquarters, but one thing we do see in this scene that the country is not in a good place right now economically, but also that NASA is also facing a major challenge as well, that NASA has become a very powerful institution in the United States, but also in a country that's also facing economic turmoil in terms of the economy, as major resources, once coveted, are no longer being valued, as NASA's very much changed the playing field in terms of the economy of the United States, which has proven to be a major challenge for Ellen, as she's devoted to NASA, but also the country has a clearly different interest than what NASA does, and Congress has also been a major opposition to Ellen in her ambitions as President of the United States. So Ellen in this scene, she's facing a major challenge. She's President of the United States, she's loyal to NASA, but Congress isn't. And Congress right now is going to be Ellen's major problem and major challenge going forward based on what I'm seeing in this scene, as she may have to make some very hard choices in terms of NASA in order to help get the country back in order, or also face a government shutdown. But despite this though, she's going to seek an escape by doing a visit to NASA headquarters based on the advice from Larry. It's after Ellen's scene at the White House where we get a good glimpse of the culture at the spacecrafts of Helios and also NASA. Helios tends to have a very fun-loving culture, just like Dev's collective style and work culture, but it's also in Helios' spacecraft, which also does not appear to sit well with Danny. Danny has a standoff against one of the crew members of Helios, in where it's made known that a movie was made about the Jamestown incident, particularly between Tracy and Gordo. A character's mimicking Tracy and Gordo, Danny comes into the moment and sees what's going on. It doesn't sit well with Danny. Danny loses his temper on that fellow crew member. Ed comes in, breaks up 
of the situation in where Ed tells Danny that Danny has to control his temper while Ed also acknowledges his own issues of having a temper problem at the same time. But it's also made known in this scene that Danny is still facing a lot of demons. He definitely does have a lot of problems, such as his issues with Karen that he still hasn't let go, but he also does face demons with the death of Trace and Gordo, his parents. As it's clear the death of Gordo and Trace do weigh heavily on Danny. But also, Ed and Danny are two different people. They are from NASA originally, and the culture Helios is very much have a very different culture, something that Ed and Danny are not used to. Something that Ed acknowledges to Danny. We then go to a scene where there's a major protest at NASA headquarters in Houston, where it does show a further glimpse of the country that's also very much divided on NASA and the progress made on NASA, but also the consequences of NASA's success in outer space, as it's clear that NASA has clearly changed the game with the economy of the United States of America, where several people are protesting job losses, all because of NASA. As it does show the country is in a major transition in terms of their economy, but also the cost of several job losses, which doesn't sit well with the protesters. In this scene, we do see Jimmy, Danny's younger brother, at this protest, and remember from episode 1 where Jimmy is clearly bitter about the death of Gordo and Tracy, he says he died for nothing, and he also blames NASA for their deaths. It's in the scene where Jimmy meets a fellow protester, who tells him that she's gonna meet with some friends later after the protest, and she invites Jimmy to go along, where Jimmy accepts. And what the scene does tell me that Jimmy is very much involved with the protest movement, he still hasn't forgotten about NASA and what he believes is their role in the death of Gordo and Tracy. Jimmy right now appears to be a man on a mission, as he's willing to protest against NASA and also join fellow protesters and get to know them more. But also Jimmy in this scene does appear to be a lost soul. He really doesn't appear to have any direction or purpose in life, unlike his older brother Danny, even though Danny has his own issues as well. So what this episode does tell me is that both the sons of Gordo and Tracy, Jimmy and Danny, both have a lot of demons they're facing. They have a lot of problems between the two of them. They each have their own set of problems, but it also does appear that Jimmy has no direction at all. I mean, Danny is in outer space on the Helios mission, but Jimmy, back on planet Earth, has nothing going on, at least that we know of, and also currently no known purpose, except to protest NASA in his mission and to oppose NASA, who he blames for the deaths of his parents, Gordo and Tracy. And it's very much a sad moment to see Jimmy end his situation in this scene. We then see Ellen go back to NASA headquarters as president of the United States with the protest waging outside. But Ellen also isn't phased by the protest. She returns NASA headquarters into the main mission control room where she once worked alongside Margot Madison. She's greeted with a standing ovation, and also Aleda and Margot standing side by side do have an interesting exchange where Aleda does praise Ellen for coming back to NASA, but also Margot does reply to Aleda with a very interesting response by saying that Ellen is no longer one of them, which does get a surprise reaction from Aleda. And it does show there's some kind of animosity towards Ellen on behalf of Margot. I don't know what led to this. Something must have happened between the events of season 2 and 3 that led to Margot having some kind of resentment towards Ellen. Despite the fact he once worked together alongside in the NASA mission control room, especially back in season 2 in the finale during a critical moment where the United States and Soviet Union were on the brink of a nuclear conflict. And as president, Ellen does give a speech to the crowd in the mission control room if she does thank them for the service to their country, which does raise an interesting reaction from Margot, and where her head goes down what appears to be shame on behalf of Margot, which I do believe comes from the work she's done with the Soviets, and also by the fact she's now a Soviet asset for the KGB, as Margot did pass along top-secret information for nuclear engine design to the Soviets. So the speech by Ellen really does shake Margot, especially by the Marcus serving their country, something that really does doesn't sit well with Margot, as she does feel a sense of shame for the work she's done with the Soviets. And that there's my theory of why she's acting the way she does with Ellen, but I do believe there's more going on between the two of them, which I do believe we'll probably see more 
more of later this season. We then see more Jimmy hanging out with Sonny's friends, and where Jimmy does meet one of the astronauts who was on Jamestown during the Jamestown incident back in Season 2. The astronaut, this former Marine astronaut, tells Jimmy that there's more to the story than meets the eye, that there's some kind of conspiracy going on with what happened at Jamestown, which really does get Jimmy's interest, because now Jimmy does believe that NASA had a lot to do with the death of Tracy and Gordo, and now talking to this former astronaut who was one of the Marines on Jamestown, who wasn't there for the incident, as he was on patrol during the time of the Jamestown incident, but his astronaut, this former Marine astronaut, does tell Jimmy that there's more to the story, that there's a conspiracy going on, and I do believe there's going to be more of this in the story later in the season, as Jimmy does have a grudge against NASA, and hearing about this conspiracy theory is only going to feel that fire inside Jimmy, but where will it lead Jimmy only remains to be seen. But Jimmy's met a new crowd here, I do believe there's going to be more of this crowd later in the season, and it'll be interesting to see where it takes Jimmy this season. It's then we get a moment with Kelly Baldwin aboard NASA Sojourner Craft on her way to Mars, and where Kelly does receive a mysterious message from the Soviet ship, and where a Soviet cosmonaut warns Kelly that the Soviets are going to be trying something very dangerous in their journey to Mars. And as soon as he tried this very dangerous maneuver, and we're back in Mission Control in Houston at NASA headquarters, and where Leda does start to pick up a mysterious signal from the Soviet spacecraft, and where Margo does start to see that the Soviets are firing up the nuclear engines in a way that's not sustainable, leading to what could be a very dangerous maneuver on behalf of the Soviets. But the Soviets are also very desperate to get back in the race to Mars, they are in dead last. So this does place the Soviets in a position where they're going to try something very dangerous to get in the front of the line in the race to Mars. And that's by firing nuclear engines in a way that cannot be sustainable. Something that Margo does point out, but she's also very careful to point this out because she doesn't want NASA to know that she knows all about the nuclear engine, which is also the exact same design that Margo gave to the KGB. And it's not long afterwards where Soviet engines and their spacecraft stop working, which really does place NASA in a very complicated position and where Ellen as president does get a hold of the Soviet ambassador in the event NASA does need to assist with the rescue mission in outer space, which would also jeopardize NASA's own mission to Mars. And it turns out the Soviet ship does need to be evacuated in where Ed, after a conversation with Danielle, ends up volunteering the Helio spacecraft to perform the rescue mission, paving the way for NASA to go ahead to Mars uninterrupted. But in the end, Dev, after a talk with Ed, does hold a vote at Helio's mission control and where he's determined that Helios will not perform the rescue mission in the end. This doesn't sit well with Ed, and Ed tries to take control of the ship only to realize that Dev has launched a software update placing Helios ship on a one-way mission to Mars on autopilot, leaving Ed out of control of the entire ship. Now, it's no surprise this was coming as Ed and Dev are very much two different people with their own set of ways and also not willing to compromise. But Dev is also in control of Helios. He has ways of controlling the ship that Ed cannot overcome. So the idea of Ed and Dev having this fallen out during the course of the mission does come to no surprise, as I was pretty sure that Dev would have his own ace in the hole in the event Ed wanted to go rogue and perform his own part of the mission, such as the rescue mission for the Soviet spacecraft. So this falling out between Ed and Dev occurring during the mission does really open interesting parts of the plot of Season 3, as it is clear they have their own ways of doing the mission, but in the end, Dev is in control. So it'll be interesting to see how Ed overcomes this, and the two can reconcile in some way, as Helio's spacecraft has yet to reach Mars, and Dev and Ed are already in a major dispute about how to perform the mission, all over this rescue mission for the Soviet spacecraft. And there's also the moment between Ed and Danny where both of them have some tension between one another, where it appeared that Danny did not want to listen to Ed, causing Ed to question Danny. So we're seeing conflict in outer space right now. Ed is in conflict between Dev and also Danny, which I do believe we'll see more of later in the season. This ends up leaving NASA to perform the mission on their own, in where Margo, after a very tense phone call with Dev, is furious at Dev for not wanting to participate in the rescue mission, has a talk with Margo, in where Margo proposes that Ellen issues an order to nationalize Dev's company, in where Ellen declines to do so, causing Margo to 
lead the room in anger. Danielle and NASA space crew then arrive at the Soviet ship to perform the rescue mission, and Danielle learns that the Soviet spacecraft uses the same kind of feel as NASA does, and they start to talk about ways where to convert feel from the Soviet ship to the NASA ship in order to continue under mission to Mars instead of going back to Earth, as right now they do not have enough feel to go back to Mars, as a trip back to Earth is right now their only option. But Danielle tries to find a way to get feel from the Soviet ship into NASA, and she sends one of her crew members outside to get video footage of the Soviet ship in order to see how they can figure out the fuel transition. The rescue mission gets underway, but Aleda and Margo realize back on Earth there is a problem with the rescue mission, but the delay in communication doesn't allow them to reach a NASA crew in time, as Danielle and her crew are not aware of the issue that's about to come. The rescue mission goes horribly wrong, and it starts to be seen that the Soviet spacecraft is starting to fall apart, which would trigger an explosion destroying not only the Soviet spacecraft, but also the NASA spacecraft as well. Danielle tries to maneuver the NASA spacecraft away from the Soviet ship, which right now is imploding, but things continue to get worse, where one of the cosmonauts is killed trying to board the NASA spacecraft, and a crew member that Danielle sent on top is also killed as well. The last scene we see in this episode is a rope flying directly into the helmet of one of the NASA astronauts, and where we see his helmet cracked, and that is where the episode ends. So overall, this fourth episode of For All Mankind Season 3 was definitely a great episode as it really did display the space race and action and the race to Mars, and also the consequences it has on the three participants. And just like past episodes this season so far, there definitely were other revelations at the same time, such as Bedev, Margot, Ellen, and Danny Jimmy Stevens. But the ending also does throw the season in a different direction, as NASA right now is aiding the Soviets in a rescue mission, and the ending also did show the rescue mission ending in a complete disaster for NASA and for the Soviets. But all is not lost for NASA is I do believe NASA will find a way to get to Mars at some point, but Helios will likely get there first. So we'll see what Episode 5 brings in For All Mankind Season 3 on Apple TV, as I do believe the Soviets and the United States are going to team up. And if they do, and they reach Mars, will this change the relationship between the United States and the Soviet Union, probably even bringing an end to the Cold War? That there remains to be seen, but we might see more of that in the upcoming episodes of Season 3. And that there is my recap of Episode 4 For All Mankind from Apple TV Season 3. But here are my questions going forward, along with my observations from episode 4. With number 1, the race to Mars. Who will win? Likely Helios is going to win the race to Mars, but will the Soviet Union and NASA team up to overtake Helios in the race to Mars? That remains to be seen, but NASA is not out of the race yet. They may not have enough fuel to get to Mars, but they might find a way to salvage it from the wreckage of the Soviet spacecraft, assuming it's not totally destroyed. But even though it ended the way it did this episode, in a complete disaster and a rescue mission, I do believe that NASA is going to find a way to get to Mars, but whether or not to get their first or second remains to be seen. And also what happened to Sergei? In episode 4, at the very beginning, when the Soviets were given their response about the recent sailing mast deployed by NASA in their Sojourner spacecraft in their journey to Mars, we did not see Sergei given the Soviet response. But where was Sergei in this announcement? And where is he now? That there remains a mystery right now, and that is Sergei's whereabouts, as he might have met a very dark fate after an encounter in Margot's hotel room. So Sergei's probably no longer involved in the Soviet space program, but if he isn't, where is he now? And also, did the real Dev come out in this episode? Dev was much more aggressive in this episode, also not very generous in the rescue mission, while Helios is not willing to participate based on Dev's order, and also the vote he did with his staff members at Mission Control at Helios Space Headquarters. But also, Dev was very much different in this episode, much more aggressive, much more angry, more determined in the race to Mars as he wants to get there first. He says getting first is everything, and he's also not willing to compromise on that at the same time, even willing to do very dangerous things, even if it means jeopardizing 
entire Phoenix spacecraft and also their crew. And also, how will Dev relate to Karen and Ed going forward? There was conflict between all of them in this episode. Dev and Ed were on opposite sides in a rescue mission to Mars, and Karen also took Ed's side as well, but Dev was not listening to Karen in this episode, just like he did in past episodes this season. So we'll see what happens next for Dev in episode 5, and also for the rest of the season, but I do believe we saw the real Dev in this episode, and definitely wasn't good. And also, Ellen as President in the United States. She's definitely having a lot of conflicts with Congress. They wanted to make cuts at NASA, something she's willing not to do. So how will Ellen handle the crisis as President of the United States? She has a crisis right now in outer space, but also in the country as well, as NASA is not very popular with the way NASA's changed the country's economic landscape, which is not sitting well with the voters. And also, Ellen has to deal with this crisis at the same time. With the botched rescue mission to Soviet spacecraft in outer space and the race to Mars. And also, Ellen does have her secret from seasons 1 and 2. Will that secret come out? And if it does, which I do believe it will, how the impact her presidency and also her re-election prospects? It's a big time for Ellen right now in this season. I do believe we're going to see more of her in this season going forward. I do believe she'll play more of an active role, but she's also nostalgic for NASA at the same time. So Ellen's nostalgia for NASA also will play a big role in her judgment as President of the United States. And then there's also demons of Danny and Jimmy Stevens. Both of them had their own problems. Danny has his own problems up in outer space, with the issues with the death of his parents, Gordo and Tracy, and also his conflict with Ed, and also his devotion and also infatuation with Karen, which he has not let go. And then there's Jimmy back in planet Earth, who's also holding a grudge against NASA, who he blames for the death of Gordo and Tracy. But the big moment for Jimmy in this episode is also at this protest where he made some new friends. Joining them after the protest, we met a former moon marine who was at the Jamestown base, who was also not there the incident as he's on patrol during the whole time. But this former moon marine does tell Jimmy about a possible conspiracy at the Jamestown incident, which I definitely do believe will open Jimmy to a whole new story arc in season three and for all mankind. Where this takes Jimmy remains to be seen, but Jimmy is on a mission and he really didn't have a purpose for the mission until now, after he got informed about this possible conspiracy at Jamestown. Now, Jamestown definitely was not a very positive incident for NASA, and it probably does have some cover-up going on, but Jimmy probably got some bad information, but no doubt definitely will set Jimmy down a path on a very unique journey in this season, but where it takes him does remain to be seen. But I definitely do believe Jimmy, going forward in Season 3, is going to be playing a bigger role in this series, and also have a stronger storyline, and it'll be fascinating to see where it takes him. But also, Danny and Jimmy Stevens, both are haunted individuals going down a very dark road. Will he find a better path in the season? That remains to be seen. I hope so, but we'll see. And also what's going on between Margo and Ellen? Is there a rift between the two of them? Because when Ellen arrived at NASA headquarters, Margo was not very receptive, even also talking very negatively about Ellen to Elena, which also caught Elena off guard at the same time as Elena really didn't seem to understand that Margo was criticizing Ellen. So there's something happened between the two of them between the events of season two and three, but it probably wasn't that big because Margo is still in control at NASA and Ellen has clearly allowed that, but in this episode, there definitely were some tense moments between Ellen and Margot, as you clearly were not on the same page with the rescue mission with the Soviets, and also Margot wanted Ellen to nationalize Dev's company, which is something Ellen did not want to do, which really did not sit with Margot at the same time, and where Margot stormed out of the room. So there definitely is a rift between Margot and Ellen. It was definitely clear in this episode. It may not be that big, but there definitely is tension between the two of them, and where that goes would definitely also be a very interesting part of the series and a plot for season three. And also when Ellen entered NASA headquarters, we did get a clear shot of the portraits of Ellen and Margot of the portraits of NASA headquarters in the lobby, which really does show the power they have over at NASA, Ellen as president and Margot as administrator of NASA. But there's something going on between the two of them, and we might find out in the 
this season. And also, speaking about Margot, she pretty much caused this whole issue to begin with. She gave the nuclear engine designs to the Soviets, which in the end did not work out for the Soviets. And Margot also clearly knew what was going to happen with the Soviet spacecraft, as she was the one who gave them the nuclear engine designs. And she's also very careful in this episode as well, based on what she knew, because she didn't want to reveal too much knowledge about their engine system, because seeing that she was the one who gave it to them, as she didn't want to reveal too much information, as she clearly knew that probably would have raised suspicion at NASA. But also, the very ending of this episode, with the downfall of the Soviet spacecraft, this would definitely fall on Margo's responsibility, and also, maybe the Russians will probably even out Margo at the same time. They'll probably reveal she gave them the engine designs, probably even accusing her of sabotage. But it really won't be the Russians Margo has to worry about. It will have to be the United States government, the FBI, and even Ellen. So Margo pretty much just continues to be in a very much a tough spot in this episode, just like what we saw in episode 3, but episode 4 also saw the consequences of Margo's actions. And we'll see what happens in episode 5 as the story continues. But Margo's storyline in season 3 in Apple TV's For All Mankind has been by far her most challenging one yet. And those are my questions from episode 4 of For All Mankind from Apple TV along with my observations. We'll see what happens in episode 5 and going forward in season 3, but we just got done with episode 4 and a lot is going on, and we have 6 episodes left in this season. So it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward in season 3 of For All Mankind from Apple TV. And that there shall do it for me on this edition of Bruce Stilled. Please join me next week when I recap episode 5 For All Mankind from Apple TV. And also please follow this podcast on Instagram at Bruce Stilled Podcast on Instagram. As it's on the Bruce Stilled Instagram page, you'll find photos of all the beers and drinks profiled on this podcast. And also please tell your friends and family about this podcast and please rate this podcast in your start podcast directory. As feedback is always appreciated. Go out there and choose some good beer, bourbon, and whiskey. And I'll see y'all next time. And until then, be brewed and be distilled, folks. Cheers. Cheers.